taxi. This is the 77 WABC minicast. The Saturday morning radio extravaganza. James, welcome aboard. Nice to see you again, sir. Now, now. here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. Oh, yes. <clears throat> we blew right past it last week. We're not going to do it this week. This is the moment halfway through the show where we get up out of our chairs, we do the morning dance, moving the body, making sure that we have some positive energy flowing through the system. Spirajara with Morning Dance, that's the name of this gorgeous song that you're listening to, one of my favorite instrumentals. On WABC, you can do the morning dance with us. We're all up out of our chairs. Oh, always refreshing. And you can keep moving at home. Right now, we are going to welcome a person that has been called one of the 100 most influential leaders in the world. She started a group that became nationally known. The Tea Party Patriots. Jenny Beth Martin is with us. Jenny Beth, it's been a while. How are you? I am great. It's so good to be with you this morning, James. Thank you so much. You um, yesterday posted several things on social media regarding this continued battle for the speakership in the House of Representatives. What are your thoughts, Jenny Beth? Well, I think that most people around the country who were watching this closely are extraordinarily disappointed. They wanted Jim Jordan to become speaker, and it's obvious at this point that that will not happen. So there's a lot of frustration and a lot of disappointment. Um, but having taking a few hours yesterday to just kind of take a deep breath and and experience that emotion, but also look at everything that we have done and will have to continue to do. We got 200 members of the House Republican Conference to vote for a conservative, a true conservative for Speaker of the House. That is extraordinary. We have not had that happen before, and we still have more battles to go. It's they have another candidate forum on Monday night, and we work through whatever they do next week. But we were able to nationalize the speaker race. We got people activated around the entire country, and members of Congress who have been there for for over a decade. Well, I guess now it's more like a decade and a half to so 14, 15 years. They said they've never seen the phones light up for anything like this other than Obamacare. That's how engaged people were. And I appreciate all of the phone calls that people were making across the entire country. And we still have work to do next week. So I, I'm trying to give a positive spin. The negative is that these slimy members of Congress vote one way where their voters see it, and then they go behind closed doors and with a secret ballot where there's no accountability and no transparency, vote another way trying to get more power, and they can't be trusted. So I'm proud of what the activists have done, but I also know we have 
a lot more work to do because the swamp and the power, the allure of power and money is, is great. And people just want to hold on to the ring and they don't want to let it go. All right, let me just ask you. You said something that 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 tweaked my ear a little bit. You said we had two hundred representatives vote finally for a real conservative, and and that caught my ear because Kevin McCarthy would tell you he's a conservative. John Boehner would would tell you, oh, he would back in the day he was a conservative, and then you had Denny Hastert who begat Boehner, who be well. This is after, of course, Tom Delay was was. You, you had a series, Paul Ryan. Told you he's a conservative. So what do you mean, Ginny Beth? We finally have a real conservative. What do you mean by that? Well, what I mean is that Jim Jordan has a track record of voting for smaller government consistently. He is against the massive omnibus continuing resolution type bills. Now, if he'd been speaker, one probably would have passed, and he said that, and he acknowledged it. So he does understand the situation with four people in the, the majority, but he was in favor of the appropriation bills being passed, which in, in regular order, which means we actually have transparency on what's happening in Washington, D.C. He also truly understands the hazards of um, an unaccountable full, weaponized, bureaucratic state. And he's fighting against that. And I I certainly don't think that Paul Ryan understands that. And I think that while McCarthy does understand it, he doesn't know how to fight it because he's fighting against the very power that that he holds. And that is, you just nailed it, the power that he holds. And this is uh, a discussion that I had with Derek Hunter earlier today. The speaker has amassed so much power, and that power actually was taken from the representatives, the people that we send to Washington, D.C. Many of them, uh, if they happen to be Republican, under the, under the premise that they're conservative, but when they get there, uh, the majority of them are not. They are not conservative. The majority of the Republican caucus are, quote-unquote, moderates, and some would say, uh, there's a fair degree of rhinos in that moderate group. So how do you, you, you are among the leaders of the opposition to the liberalism in this country. How do you strategically move the needle on Republicans at this point? How do we get a change in how the Republicans govern, even with a slim majority in the House? Well, I think that one of the things that we must see, no matter who becomes the speaker, is that the rules that were agreed upon in January remain in place. Um, That does include the motion to vacate being offered by one member of the House, which is something that Thomas Jefferson set up. We don't need to get rid of something that Thomas Jefferson created. And the only time it, it went away was when Pelosi got rid of it. So that needs to stay in place. And we also need assurances that the appropriation bills are going to pass individually and that the amendment process is still going to work and that they're immediately going to start bringing appropriation bills to the floor before the spending um, 
for this continuing resolution runs out, and it runs out in less than 30 days at this point. So those are some of the things that I think we need immediately just to make sure that there is transparency and that we're shining sunlight on what they are doing and the things that they are are voting for and voting against. They don't like to do that because a really good amendment can come to the floor and they don't want to vote for it for whatever reason. They don't want to vote for it, but the people want them to. So they have to go on the record and either be for what the people want or against what the people want and for whatever the lobbyists and their own other interests that we don't that we're not a part of as a regular voter want them to do. Well, we need those to happen. We need that amendment process to happen because it shines a light and then it gives us the ability when we go to vote later um, as citizens to know these are the people who voted for what I want and the people who voted against what what I want. Um, I think that's an important thing that we have to have happen. Byron Donalds is running for speaker. I think that's amazing. He's a member of the House Freedom Caucus. He, I think he is one of the best spokesmen for the conservative movement that we have. He's so articulate and he can break down these big money, big numbers into ways that individual Normal Americans understand. Um, I, I think he would be an amazing speaker. I don't think that the 23 or 27 who voted against um, Jim Jordan, I think several of them will not vote for Byron. So I don't know what happens with who becomes the nominee. But regardless of who it is, I think we have to be looking at what are the things that we want to see happen that are principle-based and make sure that those things remain in place and, and that they happen this Congress.